Steino. Sam, do you want to bring us in since we have the UCLA connection? Sure. Are we? Are we going? Yeah, we're, we're going, live. So we're live. We're there. live. We're there. We're live with the beast, the baller in Westwood, Lexi Denneberg. Oh. Welcome to the Sandcast Squad. How we doing? Good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. Thanks for coming on. I think uh, you're the the gap between. Like how physically fit and intimidating you can be, and then how soft spoken you are is, is a big one. I feel like I get that a lot. Like, like watch people... you bounce a ball, and then you're like, "I'm good." <laughs> no, it's a bounce a ball, scream in my face, and then like, "Hey, miss you." I feel like who I'm, who I am, like on the court and like off the court is just like two different people. Like, like I, I was talking to Kelly on our team, and because she only knows me, like. Like, when she was at LSU, yeah. she's like, that's just how she knew me. She was like, you're like a five-year-old. I was like, yeah. <laughs> she probably meant that as a compliment. Yeah, she was like, you're not, like, how you are on the court. I'm like, I know. Like, yeah. It's so funny how that works. It's, you know, we, it's still a thing even after college. You just have this, you know – you know, this preconceived notion of someone that you played against, especially in college, and then you start practicing against them, and you're like, you're so nice. Yeah. Like, this is so different than what we were used to playing each other. It's so funny. Yeah. It's like that as professionals, too. Yeah. When, when people start teaming up. I was just talking about how it's been with Try and Came. He's like, he is, he's just such a talker. Like, he talks all the time. You just learn so much, so many new things about someone when you, like, team up with them and you see them off the court. And he's just like, he's, he's just chatterbox. And granted, anyone would be talkative compared to Trev. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's funny when you, like, play with someone, you really see a lot of different sides of people. So true. That's yeah. why we got so close when we played together. It's like, although we're on a team, you spend so much time with, yeah. your, with your partner. And, like, we got mm-hmm. so close in that, uh, was it my... Is that my fifth year? Yeah. My fifth year we played together. And so it's just, you get to know someone so well. Because I saw, you know, I'd see the side of her on the court and then we'd get dinner and see, like this side of her, like totally (laughs) different side of her. And knowing that side of her too, it it helps on and off the court too. Like knowing the different uh, personalities of people. We did a ton of like um, the Enneagram personality test at UCLA. I think we talked about that with Devin when Devin was on uh, the pod. But, you know, knowing the different personalities helps you, you know, play with someone and just improve your partnership. So it's just What personality test does UCLA use? Because I've heard so many different types. Pepperdine, Delaney's big into the DISC test. I don't know if that's what you guys did. No, we do the Enneagram one. Okay, that was big on MBTI. Yeah. What's the Enneagram? Do you get, like, letters? It's numbers. Mm -hmm. Numbers? Yeah, you explain it. Yeah. Well, do you remember, like, the numbers? It's basically, like, one through nine, and I think... I don't know what one is. One is the reformer, two's the helper, three is the achiever, four is the individualist, yeah. five is the investigator, which is kind of like an analytical person. Okay. Six is the loyalist, seven is the it's what Stein oh. is. <laughs> it's like the ADD one. <laughs> What's it called? The enthusiast, I think is what it's called. Okay. Eight is the challenger and nine is the peacemaker. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, I mean, you can explain it. Yeah, better. and then, I mean, we basically just take, like, the test and then everyone gets a number. And then it's kind of cool because there's, like, a lot of the, um, like, we get, like, a full, like, sheet of, like, just this personality. And a lot of it is, like, I look at it and I'm like, that is so me. Like, whether yeah. or not I knew it, I'm like, yeah, that's, like, so me. But then there's other aspects and I'm like, maybe not, but... I mean, for the most part, I think it's, like, 
super accurate. Yeah. It's funny how accurate those things can be. It's too. crazy. Yeah. You're reading, like, yeah. Damn it. What are, what are your numbers? <laughs> I'm a three. Like your top three. I'm a three, I think eight, six or something. So that's like she, you could tell in her volleyball, the three and the eight, the achiever and the challenger is so like you just want to do so well and you're yeah. just like you, like she pushes herself beyond any limit I've ever seen but then the six is like this side of her like just super loyal good friend good yeah. person like so it is crazy how accurate what are your kind of eight and two are like almost tied like way yeah. above all the other ones which is so funny because they almost seem like opposites yeah. and then my seven is below that one and then the rest of them work. I can totally I see the seven in you mm-hmm. what's seven the enthusiast I think that's what okay. it's called it's just like it's just someone who like just sees the joys in life yeah. and wants to just live their life. Like I see some of that in you too, for sure. Like okay. just going surfing, going and doing yeah. all the different. Because Stein's a seven, like full, like yeah. full out. Um, and the eight comes out more in volleyball, yeah. and then the two is kind of sure. more. It just it's weird because you have all of them, like in your. You have every personality trait. So everyone has a rank and some are just lower than right. others. Yeah. Um, but then you have like your top three. Those are the ones that usually come out. And then the sheet they give you is all like, when you're this, the positive effects are this. And yeah. it's like, it's crazy yeah. how it all plays yeah. out. Yeah, we yeah. had uh, I had Jaden on last week or two weeks ago. And oh, she yeah. said that she was the helper. And then mm-hmm. she, but she said on the court, she's challenger. She, yeah, so it's the same she as she tries yeah. to bring the challenger out of herself. Yeah, on the volleyball court. Yeah, so it's interesting stuff. No, it is crazy because I feel like even like you too. Like before I got to UCLA, like I was like, oh my god, like savvy, like <laughs> oh my gosh. But then it's like once I like practice with you and play with you, it's like you're such like a goofball. And, like, but but then like on the court, it's like you know, <laughs> yep, pretty. That's about sums it up, pretty much. <laughs> So, yeah, but how are your uh, practices been since you've been back? They've been good. I mean, it. I feel like starting in January, it can kind of get, like, a little stressful just because, like, you know how it is, like, playing for positions. Like, we got a big team this year. Um, but, I mean, other than, like, like, I mean, it's just been the first week, so we, like, play a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff, like, involving, like, points and stuff. Really? Um, right away? Yeah. So it's, like, it's like right off the bat. Yeah. It's so different from fall because, like, fall is just so, like, skill-based and mm-hmm. stuff. And then, like, once we hit January, it's, like, I think Stein said today there's, like, 17 weeks till Gulf Shores, which is, like, crazy. Till Gulf Shores? By, yeah, it goes wow. by so fast. Um, He's already trying to figure out the lineup. Yeah, but, like, we already had our all, first like, game day today. Today? Um, <laughs> Friday game day? <laughs> yeah. You gotta tell Trav about Friday game day. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's, it's gnarly. So <laughs> we basically we get paired with the partner for the week, and um, this week we did a, like a lot of stuff with points with our partner. Okay. So he like keeps track of that, like looks at that at the end of the week, um, and then basically on game days we used to like bring in refs, like wear our jerseys. It used oh, to be like it. way more intense. But, like yeah. today it was just like practice okay. gear stuff. Yeah. Um, but we basically just like play each other and. Basically, how you do in those game days kind of ranks you for seeds. It's interesting. Yeah. Does uh, is it hard for you though, as a senior who's been on court one for a couple years? Is it hard for you to like really get up to compete for a spot when I mean you're guaranteed to start somewhere, or are you just so competitive and driven that? And from what Jaden was saying is that you're one of the best sort of non-vocal leaders that you lead via action mm-hmm. and what you do. Um, that I'd imagine that you still have no trouble getting up for that. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not even about, like, one, two, three, four, five. I think keeping in mind just the end goal of, like, we just want to win this year so bad. Yeah. And however we're going to do that is, like, great at the end of the day. Like, it, it can be stressful, like, thinking about it. But at the same time, like, it's volleyball. Like, volleyball should be fun. So I feel like that's something that... I just try to remind myself, like, like I was telling Maggie today, like, let's just have fun. Like, it's volleyball. Like, we play this sport because it's fun. Like, we don't play to get stressed out and frustrated every yeah. day. Like, that doesn't help us. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's not, like, hard to get motivated because I'm just thinking about, like, winning, yeah. you know? So I feel like that aspect of it um, has been just a good challenge because, like, every day – people are pushing each other to make each other better. Like everyone wants to win. So that at the end of the day just makes everyone better. But where does Stein have you right now? Because you're, you're such a a blessing of a challenge for a coach and that you can do (laughs) all of the skills so well. And he's like, you're a court one blocker, but you're also a court one defender. (laughs) You can do everything extremely well. Well, lately I've been blocking, um, which I've been defending like the past couple of years. Well, I mean, I guess like a year and a half, two years. Um, which that's been like interesting because like, I go back to blocking and yeah. I need to work on it. Like it doesn't <laughs> just come like magically yeah. like poof, great blocker. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've just been full time defending. Like that feels kind of natural right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been blocking lately and, and like Devin's been out, um, which sucks, but she's coming back soon. So that like will add another blocker too. Yeah. And that's but, Devin Newberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devin Newberry. Okay. Yeah. We just, I always have, I have a bad habit. Of that we know the last names of the people, yeah. but the people oh, listening right now, so I try to clear it up yeah. whenever we start going too far down yeah. the rabbit it's hole. Good. Of names. It's good, yeah. <laughs> seriously, um, what was I just gonna say? I I feel like you've come a long way, and not just you, but when she says that, like during Friday game day, it's like you're thinking about the end goal. I just remember when I was there, and like. He tried to Stein tried to do it one time where when I was Lexi's partner, he tried to say, like, whoever wins this Friday game day, that. like on this one game day, this is the lineup. We were like, <laughs> like for the start of season. And we I lost my mind. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And I feel like, oh no. You know what it was? I was playing with Abby against you and Lindsay. And Lindsay so it was finally yeah. my senior year, like pre-COVID. And I was like, I'm finally, I finally, the McNamara's and Zana and Sponsel and all these people. Wasn't Lily with Leah, right? Yep. So like all these people that were above me, I was like, I finally have my chance being the ones. And then he says on one, like one, this one practice, this one day <laughs> determines. And I just went like crazy. I was like, that's not okay. Because, yeah. you know, I, I never think that one day should determine what because like what if you have a bad day like whatever but it just takes like she's come such a long way to to see it it's so easy like when you're in it to get wrapped up and like I want to be the I want to be in the ones I want to be in the twos I want to be the highest spot I can be but like you know looking back now for me when I when we won do I I don't even remember what line I was in it doesn't even matter it feels the same whether you're in the ones or the fives or you're just watching like it doesn't even matter you still have a ring so I just think that that shows such maturity in you to to be able to look at it through that lens like we all just want to win um and sure like you want to be in the highest spot you can be but like I just I commend you for that because you know if you can use that and teach people to be more like that it'll just be better for the team 
overall because that's not an easy thing like oh playing each other like it gets yeah. gnarly like yeah. it gets really gnarly everyone's trying to to win and compete and even just there's so I've never had we've never had so many blockers at UCLA until this year you want to go yeah. over some of the blockers that yeah, are there like, so now if I'm a blocker um like I would block and then like we have Abby um we have Devin when she comes back there's Marley there's Tessa there's we have new freshmen like Kenzie, I think Macy's being used as a blocker. Maggie could also be Natalie a blocker. Muskowski. Natalie Muskowski. Yep. We just and got Haley Hallgren um, yeah. from Michigan. She used to play at USC, but she could be either. Um, Reagan from Oregon. She's like a blocker now. So. Jeez. Yeah, there's like a lot of... I feel like you just of... went the complete opposite direction. A typical U- yeah. UCLA team yeah. under Stein like is like small so ball, many. ball control, yeah. let's run a fast, dynamic mm-hmm. offense, and now you guys are huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we also have Jayla, like another freshman. She's a lefty. Um, yeah, but I feel like just because we have such a big team, like we have a ton of defenders too. Like yeah. it's super competitive for defenders right now, and like we have a lot of really good defenders that like may not play this year, but that's just kind of like how it goes. But yeah. It's got to be exciting because I feel like going into last year, you looked at USC's lineup and said, okay, that team is one of the best teams in college history, yeah. if not the best. They were clearly the team to beat. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like you guys are very similar in that you look at your lineup, you say, okay, well, UCLA is probably unquestionably the team to beat. It's got to be pretty exciting to go into the season like that. Yeah, I know I am excited, but I think there's definitely like, there's definitely some other good teams too mm-hmm. this year. So. It's not like it's going to be a cakewalk or, like, any easy thing, like, at all. Um, and I think we're doing pretty good at, like, having them that mentality still because I feel like in the past it's been we're kind of, like, having the underdog mentality or, yeah. like, we have a good chance to win, but then we barely lost, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it definitely is exciting, though. Yeah. And does Stein do team captains? Not really. Not we really. kind of... I I think we do a really good job of, like, everyone contributing. And, like, we've always said, even, like, when Sav was there, like, everyone's got their role on the team. Like, even if you're not playing, like, you're still just as important. Like, when I see you screaming for me on the sidelines, that helps me more than you could ever know. So I feel like everyone does a really good job of, like, contributing and knowing that they're important on the team. How have Mm -hmm. you seen uh, yourself grow? As a player and a person, because you're a true senior this year, right? Yeah. With one year of kind of oh my COVID God, you're a eligibility. Senior. I know it's crazy. <laughs> oh my god, crazy. Uh, I like to say I'm still a junior though because you have, of one, COVID. You have one more yeah. year, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have one more year. Yeah. Okay. Like one year that went to the time warp. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like I teleported through college. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, crazy. But yeah, I feel like when I was a freshman, like, and like. Sav would hear me say stuff like this all the time, but I really only cared about, like, winning. And, I like, I still do to an extent, but I think I've changed in the way that, like, I don't have to be, like, perfect all the time because yeah. I, I think that's where I've, like, struggled the most is, like, if I don't win, then my day was, like, ruined. And at a point, I just... I, I mean, it's definitely taken me, like, growing up to realize that I'm not going to win, like, every single game I play in. And winning doesn't really mean the whole world of like in the grand scheme of life so I feel like that's honestly one of the biggest things is just like transforming from that my freshman year to my senior year I also feel like taking care of my body is like a huge one yeah I think when I was a freshman I just wanted to like 
destroy my body in the weight room. Like, I just, I always wanted to lift. Like, when I would have a bad practice, I would, like, take it out in the weight room. And we like, were, we were rack partners. And yeah. she would just keep adding no, plates. So and I was like, <laughs> But yeah, like, that's where I got, like, my comfort from. And I feel like going through college, like, finding my relationship, especially in Christ, has, like, helped me a lot with that specifically. Um, just because I've learned that, like, I don't have to be, like, perfect and all of these things to still have a good day or like stuff like that as far as vices in college go i feel like going to the weight room is a good one (laughs) yeah you could go different vices in college me too (laughs) no it is but i feel like i've like i've learned though especially with like a couple of my injuries that like i just can't do that anymore because i feel like even though it's not a bad thing like especially like with my relationship with like Christ and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I've learned that I running to the weight room to like cope with my issues, like it's still not God. So like, I think that's an area where I've changed a lot. And I I think that's something I realized probably within this last year, I think probably my hip injury was, I told myself it was like, I obviously I can't control my injuries, but I was like, that's the last time I'm going to let myself do that to myself because at the end of the day, I feel like I was, like, I was detrimental to myself in the way that I would go to the weight room and feel bad for taking an off day, and at, at the end of the day, it just, it ended up hurting my body. Um, so I feel like, like, it's almost, like, it's a good thing, but I feel like it can be a bad thing yeah. when I do it, like, way too much. So that's probably something. I'll yeah. say, too, though, like, that's such an important thing to learn at this point, because I assume like when you, when you want to come play professional after you graduate, that's it. That's something that like, you don't always have someone who's telling you like you should, or you shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Like we have miles of the USA strength gym and he's, he's pretty good about like, you know, if you're feeling this way, take yeah. time off. But he, he's also not going to be like, Hey, where were you today? Like you're an adult. You have yeah. to figure out like y- you choose your schedule and you either come or you don't. And so, but I do think that's a good think you like learning your body and knowing how far to push at what times that's a huge skill to learn um before you come out here because then you'll know like okay I felt this way before I can push to this extent and then I know like that's that's my limit before I get injured or I know I'm pushing too hard at this time of the year whether you're in season or not so that that is something that's good although you've had your challenges with it I I do think that is something that um is going to benefit you down the road so I think it's been like a hard line of like a lot of times I have been trying to like push the line and like figure out what's enough and what's not. And then I think it's like, I'm fine. And then I end up getting hurt and I'm like, okay, well clearly I pushed it way too much somewhere. And then I had to like dial it back a little. Cause I feel like by the time like with my injuries, by the time it's like diagnosed, I'm out for like months. Like this summer I, I couldn't play at all because I like hurt myself. And with my foot, I was out at the end of summer and all of preseason, which sucked because yeah. I couldn't be with the team. So I feel like that's definitely been, like, a hard line of, like, what's doing too much but what's doing enough to where, like, I still feel like I'm getting better and stuff. Yeah. And also, like, in college, it's not really, like, you can just take it off, you know? It's, like, you have this schedule and you go to weights, you go to practice every day, and you know, maybe you have, you have Sundays off. But, I mean, especially, like, when we're in 20 hours, I feel like eight hours is better, but... It's not like really, really that you can just be like, yeah, I'm 
and take it off today. Hey, Stein, I don't want to come today. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not going to happen. It is, it's such a hard balance to find, though. And like Savvy said, that's so good that you're starting to learn that now. Because, I mean, I'm 32 and I still have no idea what that balance is. Because <laughs> yeah. you look on social media and you see a video of David Goggins and he's like, I wake up yeah. four in the morning, I run 100 miles to work, now I get after it. And then I run 100 miles home and I'm like, Man, I, all right, I went to the beach and, and I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Should I'm I lift tired. today? I don't know. And then it's hilarious because I was going over the weight training program with my trainer. And I said, because he had me lifting five days a week through the season wow. last year. Wow. And That's crazy. I was like, that. I felt great, but I was tired all the time. Yeah, all the like time. I had to nap from 2.30 to 4 every day. Yeah. And uh, so I told him. Like, that might have been too much. He was like, well, then you should have taken days off. I was like, but you didn't tell me to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's so hard to find that balance. And that's good you're getting that awareness now, especially because as Savvy and every other rookie knows, when you go out, no one tells you what to do. Yeah. you, you got to figure it out on your own. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no, and this is something I, I, I've, I use the podcast as my therapy session sometimes, <laughs> and it's been good because yeah. I've talked a lot with uh, Trav and try about like what are like we're all players like doing the same thing but also different stuff yeah. like we're all at different events we're all doing different things with the same goals in mind and you know I asked Trav one time and I never I literally never forgot this I'm like what do you do what is like what is the perfect week look like what is this he's like you know what everyone has like their own journey and so you can't be looking at and that's the hardest thing is comparing yeah. to you know and that same thing you know in college it's you comparing to other blockers like who's doing what whatever even though you're all doing the same thing but it's like you can't compare yourself to you know everyone else because you you know you may not be playing with a partner who is you know similar to them and you may not have a coach or you may not have this that so all of these things that you're saying right now I'm so excited for you Aww. it's just it's just good stuff in like you know, because when you come out here, it's like you can call people. Like we're yeah. close, you can call me. I can help you out. But like sometimes you just are like, you know, for me it's like sponsor Lorzana. Like I could yeah. call them. They had it a year, of, you know, ahead of me. But we're also a competition. Like True. I understand if they, you know, want to just do their thing, and I have to figure it out. They had to figure it out. Like I have to figure it out. So yeah. it's just it's very very interesting. And I assume you want to play after, yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> my girl. Yeah. So what what was your injury this summer? Because you qualified for that, whatever the championship was in Brazil. Yeah. But you didn't end up going, right? No, I, I did. You did end up I, going. My first, like, well, my first full practice, like, jumping actually was the day before we left oh, okay. for Brazil. And I was, like, I had a stress reaction in, like, the f- femur of my hip or something. Okay. Um, and my, like, trainer, like, Ari was just super like at the beginning of when it was starting to feel painful I was kind of it was actually in um the finals of like that trials that like that tournament and I was like oh my like this is like really painful like yeah it like stabbing pain like down my whole leg and like thankfully I could take time off like after that because I feel like after season I just I told myself to take time off and then I didn't really do that and I kept playing and then as soon as you know it like there was that trials and then like AVP stuff is starting so like I want to try and play in that and it's just hard to like find that like rest because I don't want to stop playing and like lose skill because I feel like I don't know but um so I ended up not being able to play I had to get like an MRI 
Um, and my trainer was like super worried about it because if there's like a fracture in your hip, then it's like super bad. Like you have to get like a pin in and she was like, you won't be able to walk. Like you are like, you can't walk for like month, like four months or something, three or four months. And, um, so that was honestly probably like the scariest thing because I was like, I don't want this to happen again. Like, but at that point I like took a break and then got the MRI, like told my trainer about it and stuff. And then they ended up like putting me on crutches for like two or three weeks. Um, and originally I was like, yeah, like I'll be fine for Brazil. Cause like the same thing happened the year prior with Maddie. I, we like qualified to go to Thailand and then that was Maddie, Maddie Anderson. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then I felt so bad, but like I ended up telling her cause I had a stress reaction in my foot. I was like, I'm not going to be able to make it. Like I want to play this season. And I was like, if I go, there's a chance, like I won't be ready by like actual season. Um, but this year I was like, it's not going to happen again. Like, don't worry. I'm, (laughs) I'm taking the summer, like to get it better, whatever. Um, but that was hard because like in my hip, it's like, I couldn't like walk on it. So, and like, I love working out. So like, that was (laughs) tough. Like I was at home, like, but honestly, like just curling milk. (laughs) (laughs) I like learned to do like a lot that didn't relate to working out or volleyball, which I think is good for me. Like, I think I needed to learn that lesson because even though I thought I learned it in the past, I don't. Like, I thought I did, but I don't think I, like, truly did. Yeah. Um, because there would be times when it's, like, if I can't work out for, like, a period of time, like, I just get so, like, upset. Like, if I can't play, it's, like, I get so upset. And I think that I had to learn that I needed to be able to not, like, do that. Like, not play volleyball and just be happy with myself. So I feel like that honestly was like just really good over the summer and I got to spend time with my family which I don't get to do a lot anymore um but yeah so I was out here and there was like a whole thing like our trainer was basically like you're not gonna be able to go like we'll have you playing by October I was like October (laughs) like (laughs) the tournament's in at the beginning of September like we're supposed to leave soon and um but yeah I ended up making it I don't really know how like because I don't know. I guess I was just going off of how my body felt because they were kind of telling me a timeline that I didn't, I just wanted to go a little faster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> but I ended up being able to go and I was, I was training with Jose and on and Fiapo and that was great because they started it back like so slow, like, mm-hmm. like you, how you were saying earlier, just yeah. the passing mm-hmm. and the setting, but I needed it. And then I would do like standing shots and stuff and by the time I could jump I felt like my skills were pretty much like back and stuff Mm -hmm. um but yeah then we ended up going and it was a really fun trip um did you get the flu I feel like everyone I I was just gonna ask I thought and Maddie were like one of the only ones that didn't get it which is crazy um yeah I felt everyone was like down I think Heath Heath Hughes um he plays indoor at BYU he was the first one to get it (laughs) and then it just went to everyone oh my god yeah I heard it was it was like an 80 percent I heard Tori Van Winden's was pretty bad too she got really sick did Jose get it I don't think so Jose's immune to Brazilian things exactly (laughs) did Haley and Julia get it or no yeah Julia said she was hilarious. She said that she didn't get it bad, 
that they were playing someone in the semis or the finals. She's like, I felt so bad because they were sick. And Try was like, what are you talking about? Like, beat them down. Like, take advantage of Julia. Like, sweet Julia was like, you always want to play someone at 100%. And Try goes, I never want that. Because <laughs> I'll take the easiest wins I can get all the time. All the time. <laughs> like, Julia, That's you'll learn. So you'll funny. learn. <laughs> that trip was so fun with them because I... Like, we only ever knew them kind of just as playing at USC, so being yeah. able to, like, go there with them, and they almost actually didn't make it, but because of the flight, something happened with um, the flight, but they ended up, like, obviously being able to make it, um, and that trip was super fun with them because, like, we had a Bible studies together and just got to have, That's like, awesome. quality time with them and just, like, be in Brazil, so that was super fun. Yeah. yeah. Was that... That wasn't your first international, was it? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Okay, because you didn't, you skipped out on, was it Thailand? Yeah. The year before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it traveling and everything? Honestly, it's, it's a different experience. It was, but it was, it was super fun. Like, obviously, yeah. on the, like, on the flight home, I was like, I want to be home so bad. Like, yeah. I wish I could just, like, teleport and yeah. just be there. We were, like, all going delirious. Like, we couldn't stop laughing at the airport. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, I look back at it, and, like, I miss it. Like, it was really fun. Yeah. Even though it kind of sucked, like, in the moment. Like, yeah. it was really fun. It's called, uh, we call that type two fun. Yeah. So like, type two like fun. Like, type one fun or type A is kind of the thrill you get from a roller coaster or something or going to the movies. But yeah. where it's just really high, and then, but then it's over. And no one ever really talks about, you know, that time we went to wherever. But... When you like go backpacking and it can be kind of shitty for a couple of days and it's raining a year yeah. later, you're like, that was awesome. Yeah. And you tell that story over and over and over again. Like when you get stuck in Istanbul for 12 hours, oh you just have gosh. these funny layovers and stories and everyone getting the flu in Brazil. Like you'll be talking about that for the rest of your yeah. life. For, yeah, for yeah. sure. Type two fun. It just gets more and I more like that. fun. Type in that fun too. Yeah. Type two fun. <laughs> and it's the kind of fun that you have in sports all the time where if you have sort of a a losing streak or something or a bad tournament, but then you get some golden nuggets about how to get better, then you improve. You look back on that experience, and that was an incredibly valuable experience. You might not be as good as you are without it. And so every time stand-up comics always say, it's all good material. No matter what happens, it's all good material. So every time something bad's happening, I'm like, this will be good material. (laughs) I love that. That's a good way to, like, think about your bad situations because I feel like a lot of times we don't think about it like that. Yeah. We're just, like, sucks like in the moment and then look back at it and we're like yeah that was so fun like but you don't really realize like the bad things that happened that actually made you better as a person when you have that sort of zoomed out perspective and everyone jokes especially because they know i'll probably write something funny about it so they're like you probably (laughs) love it when this shit happens because you just get to write funny things like exactly it really helps me keep things in proper perspective (laughs) it just reminds me of all the times that we would and it wasn't all the time, but shockingly, it does rain in California. It's proving that, like, the last couple yeah. weeks. But yeah. we would have rain practices, and it would be pouring rain. <laughs> and signs like, we're going. And we'd be out there just, like, and he's trying to coach through the rain, and we're all just, like, <laughs> little wet so rats. Heavy. Like, the balls are so heavy. We're freezing, too, just, like, shivering. And like, we look back, and then everyone would go jump in the pool, which was super yeah. al- not allowed. They would get so mad at us. But it was not sign, but the... Yeah. The wreck, what's yeah, it, uh, sunset like, wreck, they'd yeah. be upset because there'd be sand like all in the pool. But those are the type of memories that 
we would have that are just in the moment you're so pissed and miserable <laughs> and you look back and you're like, those were the best. Yeah. Oh, it actually man. makes me think of something. This could go for either one of you. Do you think it's a slight disadvantage that you never get to practice playing in the rain? Because when you go to, well, you grew up in Florida, so you've probably had, you're, you're plenty used to it. But when you go to yeah. a, a golf shores and it's going to be windy, you'll probably get rain and you're not used to it. Obviously that hasn't really impacted because I think every national championship has been won by a Southern California based team. <laughs> Cause we get the win though here. Like at least for UCLA, like yeah. for us, yeah. Stein would take us to the beach. Like, Oh my gosh, yeah. these are just more funny memories. <laughs> We'd be in vans going to the beach at, like, we'd finish practice at, like, 5, and we'd be, like, in traffic going back to UCLA, and we're like, why didn't we just freaking practice it? We have these perfect courts at UCLA. Why do we have to drive all the way to Ocean Park to practice? And look back, like, we all the wind training helped for sure. Yeah. But at least for me, like, because if you grew up in the with rain, that helps. I mean, we never get rain. Pra- and when it rains here, everyone's like, practice canceled. We're not yeah. doing it. Yeah. It's, like, drizzling. They're or, just like, nope, yeah. we're done. And, um... In the Maldives this year, it poured yeah. rain. Poured and, you know, <laughs> we did it. We did well. Like we did fine, but it would be nice to have some of those because we're here in a bikini. Like it's warm out. Like it, yeah. it's, it sucks, but like it's not cold. So yeah. when it's cold and raining, that's oh, horrible. But, yeah. you know, it would be nice to, you know, have a few more of those opportunities because you just never know. For like sure. the ball, how wet the ball is. You know, you're looking up to serve and it's like pelting your eyes. That's, <laughs> that's a, kind of a skill you need to have. You know, real, yeah. yeah, I feel like. As much as you can practice in those conditions, it just helps more. Yeah. So I feel like Stein said this before, and it honestly doesn't even have to pertain to, like, weather, but when you're having a bad practice, like, you can't simulate that. Like, it just kind of happens. Like, your mentality, it happens in practice. So it's, like, the more you can be in that kind of conditions and, like, weather or if you're not feeling great at at practice, like, that's going to happen in the game. Like, you might as well practice it. Like, you're going to practice it in a game because... Like Saba saying, it's it's not easy. Like when the like rain just <laughs> pelting in your eyes. Yeah. Like you if you're used to see. that, though, like it, it feels easier when you get yeah. to the game, and it's not like oh my gosh, it's raining. Like what do I do? It's like you've been in it before, and I think that's something that like Steins told me that's really changed my perspective just on conditions and stuff like that. And when in practice, because it's like you should be happy that it's not perfect conditions because everyone can play great in great conditions. Right. But, like, when you have that in practice, it's, like, take full advantage and, like, it's going to happen in a game. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break from the show, not just any break. This is the Waiakea water break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha 
at Wyakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves: Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. 
Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. And we mentioned that you grew up in Florida, very different climate than California. <laughs> and I, I think one thing, I was looking at your UCLA bio before, I think it, one super telling aspect about your generation that's coming up is that on, say, like Savvy's generation or a little bit older, every single person when they were asked, you know, who's your role model or whatever, it was either Misty or Carrie mm-hmm. or both, and you had Sponsel. And so I think that that speaks to that this next generation's <laughs> coming up. It's like the Sarah Sponsels, the mm-hmm. Sarah Hughes, like that's sort of now the new benchmark of what people aspire to. What was it like growing up in Florida? Like what was the beach culture like? Because you were, what, Merritt Island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it was way different, I feel like, than here. Like obviously Florida is a lot smaller. Um, so I feel like the club I played at, it's like, we had girls driving from as much of like an hour away to like play at our club. Um, but I felt like growing up in that club, like we were so close and like we still are to this day. And like some of my best friends have come from playing with them when I was younger. So I feel like that's been really cool. And like, we'll even like, just like go back during winter break and go to the pier and play, which we used to do when we were kids. Like we literally would just take, towel water and go out to the we wouldn't even take food but we would play like (laughs) we would just either we would go get food or we would order delivery because we just didn't plan like we wouldn't even bring like a tent because it would be so hot but like (laughs) we would just bring our waters go out play all day and like obviously we can't do that anymore because we're a lot older and stuff but (laughs) um like in December we all would meet up go play at the pier so that's been that's been what pier would that have been Cocoa Beach Pier okay yeah Cocoa Beach was the second open tournament I ever played. No way. Wow. And I lived on the Panhandle at the time. Yeah. And so it was, I think, maybe a seven-hour drive from, because I lived in Fort, uh, gosh, Fort Walton. Yeah. And so me and my buddy JD, we had a wedding to go to. Oh, my gosh. This is a hilarious story. Me and JD went to a wedding, and the wedding was till like, 10 p.m., and then we just drove through the, through night, the night to Coco. Oh, my gosh. Like, slept in the car, woke <laughs> up, and 
barbecued and then we drove back. It's like the least <laughs> surprising story. Like yeah. with JD, I don't know if you know JD Hamilton. Probably not. I, I don't know. He's one of Evan's best friends too. But like he, that's just drive through the night. Like that's yep. just such that's a typical insane. like sleep in the car. That's just classic, yeah. <laughs> classic road dog story. That's amazing. Yes, I've only been to Coco once. I haven't been back since, but <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a lot more shallow sand out there. It, no, it's crazy. That's the one thing that is way different is, like, obviously the weather is too, yeah. but I feel like the sand is just jumper sand in Florida. And yeah. Coming out here is just way different because now I'm used to, like, this sand. Yeah. So when I go back home, it's like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I can Skying. jump high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's way easier to go from deep sand to shallow. When I go For shallow sure. to deep, I'm like, how did I ever For move sure. in this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I used to think that, like, when I, cause when I would come out for summers and play tournaments in Hermosa, I used to think that was, like, the deepest sand ever. But now it just yeah. feels, like, normal because we play in it all the time. Yeah. But, like, coming from Cocoa Beach, like, it's kind of on. I mean, Fort Lauderdale is probably the deepest sand okay. in Florida, I feel like. But other than that, like, like you played at Siesta, right? Like, was, is that in Clearwater? Yeah. Yes. It can be like concrete almost. Yeah. Like it's not good to dive. No, on there it. were, yeah, yeah. we, the sh- between the shells and the, it was after it rained too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm oh, not my. diving. Like I'm not diving. It, yeah. Like the core one and two, they, they, um, what's it called when they, not, they don't rake it out. They, uh, till it. Till it. Yes. And so they, those were okay. But yeah. the outer courts, I was like, no, it's crazy. You're like diving on like a hard surface. Yeah. It, I mean, it was wild. Yeah, I played in Siesta when there's like, a foot of water like because <laughs> it's just been like flooding it's like alpaca yeah. obviously the tournament would have to be like pushed back yeah and stuff yeah it's crazy i think that's one of the elements that people don't really realize is that half the beaches in florida are unplayable yeah. but then you go to i've never played the clearwater pier but I've heard that that is awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But were they were the AVPs been in Clearwater? I wore shoes. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I'm not diving either. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, I played in a tournament in Treasure Island. I think it was where a girl was wearing tennis shoes when she was playing. Yeah, and it was because it was literally like rocks and like cement almost. Yeah. And like I'm never surprised. I played a guy who was wearing Vans. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like people then, from Florida are just so. Good with the adversity because that's just yeah. how they grew up. Like if I any person when I think of Florida, I just think of Brad Connors. But like, I, Gosh, I, I love Bradley. I love him. But I just think or like Marty Lorenz, like all these people that I've met throughout the years. They're just they just roll with the punches. Yeah. Like nothing can get them down. Like anything, you know, regarding you know, because with our sport is just so weird. With yeah. like people don't understand like how tournaments get canceled or like there's all these delays and yeah, or like yeah. you're like you play in the rain. I'm like. Yeah, and until there's lightning, you play. Yeah, you, but people from Florida are just—it's like they don't die. Like they just never—they're all—they're yeah. just ready to go all I the time. Start, <laughs> I should start like a regular series of Florida Man for, for volleyball, though. That, have you seen the Florida Man headlines? Oh, oh my god! Oh yes, I know what you're talking about now. I was—I thought I was talking about volleyball. Yeah. So there so was good. once when I worked in Florida, I wrote for, for a paper on the panhandle, mm. and there was this account called Florida Man, and mm-hmm. it compiled all the hilarious Florida Man headlines. It was like, Florida Man tries to wrestle alligator. <laughs> yeah. or and, and just random stuff like that, and just the headlines Florida were incredible. Man. If you guys haven't heard, like, just Google Florida Man. That's it's so amazing. Great. I should start coming up with Florida Man volleyball stories. <laughs> yeah, there's Florida a Man list for sure. There's a li- you and Riley are classic, too. <laughs> 
How is Riley doing? She's good. Um, we're still living together. I live with Riley and Dev. Um, Are you in the same apartment? No. Thankfully, we're <laughs> in a different God. one now. You would literally love it. It's so much nicer. Um, Where is it? We live under... It's under your old apartment. Okay. Uh, the one I... My fifth year yeah. one. Oh, that's a great spot. Yeah. No, it's so nice. Um, and then who lives above you? Lindsay Sparks still? Lindsay and... I think that's it from... How's Lindsay doing? She's good. Um, yeah, she's just been trying to get back. And yeah. I mean, it's tough. Like, I can't even imagine what she's been through. But um, she's been doing a lot of, like, rehab and stuff. Um, is she is she back? Is she playing? No, she's not back. Man. Oh, my gosh. Um, that yeah. was... It's been over a year, right? Has it been... Close or two, almost. Jeez, because that was Pottstown of 2020. Was it 2020? 20. 21. 2021. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Then she would have missed the 21 and the 22. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Grass volleyball is out. <laughs> no, Stein, really, he told us he was like, no more grass for anyone. I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Poor yeah. thing. She's She's been one that's, uh, I mean, talk about, I talked about, we talked about it with Tony on the podcast. Talk about, and you, I mean, you mentioned that your identity playing volleyball, but yeah. she's, I, from what I've seen, she's kind of come full circle and, She'd be a great person for someone to talk to who's going through injury because sure. she's fully reshaped her mindset on on life and, and found happiness and in, in other things. Because I can't even 100%. imagine it's worse than any. You think ACL tear is the worst thing yeah. or either, what she had? I can't even imagine. What did she do? Did she just oh, take it was out wild. ACLs? No, like it, was, it was it was like uh, I'd have to re- I'd have to pull up her Instagram and read you the caption. It was like <laughs> bone and all these different things that they had to go in and take a. Yeah. Was it a cadaver or something from someone else and yeah. put it in and then it's wait crazy. a long time and fix something else? Man. I mean, it, it's something I've never heard of before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, grass is out. <laughs> but is she happy? Is she doing good? Yeah. Good. I'm really happy. happy for her. Yeah. Wow, it's weird. Like, I just feel like I don't – besides you guys, anyone who's a senior or fifth year, everyone else, I'm I like, I don't, yeah. I don't know these people anymore. It's crazy. Oh it's, it's weird to think, like, that we're the older ones now because I feel like – but our freshman year, it was like there was e- like everyone was older than us, so yeah. it was like yeah. we were the babies. And now it's like when we think of people older than us, it's it's really just one year, maybe like like some grad students, but yeah. there's not like a ton of people that are older anymore, which is just crazy. So how have you, like, in regard you 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 touch on this a little bit, like um, talking about how everyone has a role, but what's kind of the team culture this year? Is it, um, you know, cause it's just, and for you specific, specifically, I know you lead by example, but how has that kind of changed as well from your freshman year to your senior year now? Um, I think that, well, our team culture, I feel like is still like strong. Really like solid. when you were there, like we all truly just like love being around each other. And I feel like those girls are my sisters and like, there's not one person where I'm like, I don't like you, you know, it's like, everyone just likes everyone on the team which is just I feel like that's so rare like especially on like big girls teams mm-hmm. um but yeah like on my like my freshman year I feel like I didn't I feel like I didn't really talk like that much I just you know did what I did and like like we had you and mm-hmm. we had like Maddie Yeomans like Lily mm-hmm. Megan like there were so many older people who kind of like took us like under their wing and like would help us and stuff yeah. but I feel like as we've gotten older we definitely have to be more of like the vocal ones and help the younger ones because yeah. 
it's not like they come to college and just know how to navigate <laughs> everything like yeah. like we were there once um so I feel like that's definitely been a big change and obviously we're older more mature now like we feel mm-hmm. more comfortable so I feel like that's I remember like our freshman year me Riley and Devin we were like we're not talking <laughs> like when we're like because we had to go to Europe with the team like before we even knew all of you oh guys gosh. and we were like okay we're just gonna stay like us three like but then obviously we got to know everyone and yeah. like we loved everyone yeah. yeah um yeah it definitely was like intimidating like freshman year just not really knowing a lot of people oh, and yeah having a lot of older people who are really good at volleyball but what an incredible freshman class though with you Riley Powers Devin and Devin Lindsay, was Lindsay Sparks no the the, their class, class their older. class was just uh, those three yeah, it's just us okay. three Lindsay is the same year as Jaden Jane, I think Jane Whitmarsh okay. I think um, and Abby that was that was yeah their sophomore class and okay. then the Junior class was Meg- Megan Murray's year, Cammy Sanchez. And then yeah. my year, it was me and Lily, Justine, and Maddie Yeomans. And then yeah. we had a couple hours that didn't um, go all the way through. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, I feel like UCLA for the last couple of years has always just been, oh, this young UCLA team, this young UCLA team. Yeah. And now, now you're all kind of old for college standards. No, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, I feel like we have a lot of – like, we got six freshmen this year. So yeah. – and we had, I think, five or six last year. So, oh, like, by gosh. their standards, like – we they still are there's a lot of them that are super young Mm -hmm. I feel like they outnumber the older players but it is crazy because it's like I feel like my like freshman and sophomore year we were like yeah we're so young like the team is like super young but I don't really feel like that anymore I feel like we're just a lot older more mature I don't know it's been yeah it's been crazy well how did the older very talented generation that was there when you were a freshman sort of impact basically how you're acting as a leader now that you're a senior. My gosh, I feel like they set the example for, like, literally everything. And, like, I feel like Stein does a – Stein and Jenny do a pretty good job of that too, like, in just talking about the team culture and, like, how important that is. But, like, for Sav, like, she pushed me more than, like, literally anyone. (laughs) Like, I would see her doing, like, just pull-ups with, like, no band. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, like, I have to be able to do that one day. It's like – those small things like her work ethic and like everything that she left behind and not just her but like all of the seniors like that do everything like I remember Megan like Stein would (laughs) he would always say like that's textbook because she just did everything (laughs) like the right way and I feel like that like knowing like seeing how they did it because I'm I feel like I'm a visual learner like I learn by like seeing people and Mm -hmm. like seeing things and I feel like what they did is, like, insane for how I view it now. Yeah. Because without that, like, I wouldn't really know how the team works and how the team culture is. And, like, Savvy's pep talks before games, like, oh, my gosh, I miss them so much. Like, oh it was God. just insane. Stuff like that. A lot of swearing. <laughs> it's, like, stuff like that, though, that, like, I still remember, like, it was yesterday, but... It's like the freshmen that are there now, they they like sucks, but they won't know what that was like because they weren't there for it. And it's not like anyone can ever explain it. It's just something that like you see and you get and you remember and stuff like that. Yeah. But But now they get you guys as leaders. Yeah. You gotta give those pep talks. Come on. Yeah, who's the pep talker? Because I'd imagine that 
you would be more of the let's set the example by cranking out thirty pull ups. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, a Jaden could be, you know, your your big pep talker. Yeah, I mean we do this thing before games where we all like look at each other. Now it's probably gonna be a massive huddle, but we're all like in a huddle and we all just say these things that we're just so excited for each other to do. And like like Devin, I can't wait for you to smash a ball in the game or just stuff like that. And like yeah. we say things to like everyone. Um but I feel like there's a couple, like, vocal leaders on the team. Yeah. yeah. Who would the vocal ones be? I feel like Devin's definitely one. Like, okay. Abby's one. Jaden's one. Um, I feel like there's, I don't know, there's a lot of different, like, l- leaders who lead different, like, like, differently when they're speaking, you know? It's yeah. like, there's people who give, like, good pep talks, but then there's also people who are there to, like, encourage you and, like, be there for you if you need something. So I feel like there's different ways that people are like leading throughout being like vocal there's so many different aspects of a team in college I'm just, it's just all coming back to me like yeah. you know and I I feel like I had to do a lot of this when I was a fifth year just because I I didn't have a class like a class really because yeah. when I was a fifth year I was like the only fifth year <laughs> I think like yeah. um and I, I think I think I'm trying to remember I could be wrong maybe everyone else went on to like Megan Moran no transferred Cammy transferred Leah stayed for a fifth year Leah Monkow stayed for a fifth year um and there's so many different things that you have to, it's not only like hyping up your team and your partner, but it's like, who's going to go to the coach when like, there's a, there's yeah. a problem or like, like, or like for me, it wasn't even a problem. It's like Stein would call me and be like, what's the deal? And yeah. it's like, then it's like, okay, do I tell Stein what's going on or do I like, am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I never told Stein anything unless it was like really important to, to address culture wise. And then it's. Who's in charge of little things? Like, what are we wearing on the to the, to the yeah. airport? What are we, you know, doing? Like, who's talking to the coaches? That who's telling the coaches that we're too tired? Who? There's so many different yeah. people, and I think it's nice that um, with them they have so many different. Like, who's leading by example, and they can have someone to do yeah, to cover every task. So there's committee. not someone who's just doing yeah. I think all that's of the good work. too that you mm-hmm. don't have one person that's just doing everything because also like I remember Sav used to say like. I don't want to go <laughs> to Stein and be like, this. what the heck is yeah. going on? But, like, that was honestly, like, her role. And, like, <laughs> we would go to Sav and be, like, like she was kind of, like, the person that we looked at that was, like, she, like, leads us. and yeah. But we had also, like, different people who, like, she was saying would, like, do different things and, yeah. like, lead different ways. But I feel like the way that we have so many different leaders and can have so many different people just like just makes us closer honestly yeah it's uh you guys i feel like have all the the right pieces coming together at all the right times at ucla yeah. um, i'm ready oh, <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm so super excited, excited. I, don't, I mean we're just gonna keep working hard and like obviously we want to win super bad but it's not gonna be easy for the only two there the only two people that are there still that have a ring are Lindsay. Jaden and Jaden Whitmarsh and Ivy and Winkle. Got to get it done. It's time. I know. I know. Now's the year. <laughs> so who are some other teams that are you know? I mean, obviously there's the typical teams, but who are some of the ones that you think um, are going to be super solid this year that people might be sleeping on? I think TCU will be solid. Yeah. I don't think they've been here is... training yeah. at the pier, right? Yeah, yeah. ran into Wait, yeah. yesterday morning. Yeah. Oh wow. They've been um, here because I keep seeing purple. I'm like, that has to be. It's not GCU. <laughs> I think yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think GCU will be good. Mm-hmm. I think Florida State will be good. I feel like mm-hmm. Florida State's always good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. LMU is always a sleeper LMU's team too. Good. I yeah. think um, Long Beach could be mm-hmm. good this year. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I feel like especially for us, I feel like a lot of teams we're gonna get their best games. So, yeah. for a lot of like our games and stuff, like we're it's not really like anyone's bad. You know, it's like everyone is gonna want to beat us, so we have to be ready for everyone's fire. You know. Yeah. Is so? Are you more of a? You'd rather be the underdog, or you'd rather have that sense that everyone's going to be trying to hunt down UCLA. Honestly, I, I don't really care. Like either one, I feel like. I feel like when you're at the like when you're an underdog, I feel like there's so much that you look at that you're like, I want to beat that. Like you have a lot of motivation, um, but I feel like on the alternative, like when you're at the top, everyone, like, Stein, you say this all the time, but, like, you're going to be better because you're getting everyone's best game. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like you're an underdog and someone's like, oh, this is an easy game. Like, we're going to win. It's like, no, everyone wants to beat you. Everyone's going to do everything they can to beat you. And at the end of the day, like, you're going to be getting their best game, which is going to make you better. Like, you have to prepare yourself. And I feel like this starts in practice, which we've been, like, working on and stuff. But, you have to prepare yourself and be mentally ready every single time because the one time that you're not mentally ready could be the time that you lose a game or something. Yeah. So, honestly, I feel like I don't really mind being either one. I feel like there's a lot of pros to both. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but, for sure. I loved yeah. what uh, Kirby Smart, the head coach of the Georgia football team, said because someone asked him, it's like, you know, Georgia, two-time defending national champs. You guys went 15-0. Everyone's going to be hunting for you. And he goes, yeah, we're going to be the hunters. Like, we're coming yeah. for all 15 people on our schedule next yeah. year. Wow. And it was just such a sort of a, a flip on that typical narrative. We're like, yeah, we're going to get everyone's best shot. We have the bullet on our back. He's like, no, we're putting a bullet on everyone else on our schedule, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, oh, I like that, Kirby. That is awesome. <laughs> we were, I feel like... UCLA goes it goes back and forth like if they're the underdog and usually it's between like yeah. us and SC but in the last couple of years since I've been go- like my kind of my last year and after the teams have gotten so good it's not just those typical couple teams that are really good the level is just so high across mm-hmm. all different programs so you know and it, it'll shift throughout the season too like you just you just never know what's what's gonna happen and I think that's the funnest part about it but yeah. you know I just just I remember those speeches yeah, I feel like that's one of the best mentalities to have, though, when you're, like, one of the more favored teams, because if you look at it like you're waiting to lose one day, you, like, you will lose eventually if you're, like, yeah, we haven't lost, like, we're waiting to lose, stuff like that, so I feel like if you change it to, no, you know what, like, I will beat you every single time, like, I don't care who's on the other side of the court, like, yeah. I will beat you, I feel like that just changes a bunch of perspective from, like, where the pressure lies, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the most valuable things that I think UCLA has is that you have your own inner squad competition and that I think your, you know, your Friday competition days are going to be super valuable because, yeah. you know, say you're just dusting teams and, you know, and you're 13 and 0, well, you guys are still as likely to lose on Fridays against each other as yeah. you are. You're mm-hmm. going to get that taste of losing that everyone hates, but it's just so direly needed for athletes. Yeah. I think that's so valuable. I think that's great too, because... A lot of times, like, some of the best teams we're going to play is, like, ourselves in practice. Mm -hmm. So when we have that on Fridays, first of all, I feel like it brings some aspect of pressure into it. Like, you're going to feel a little pressure. Like, 
you're going to feel a lot more pressure in golf shores, but we can simulate it as much as we can in practice. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that we try to take advantage of is because I feel like we have such good teams and at some point, like, and I feel like this happens in every college, but like when you know the other side and when you play them, like, I think like me and Abby would play like Devin and I think it was Jaden last year, like every day, like once season started, we would just do, all right, practice is over, game to whatever it was. And, like, you know each other so well, but it's, like, you have to figure out how to beat them when you know all their tendencies and they know all your tendencies. So I feel like that's a huge positive of, like, our game days. Yeah. It's, uh, the the inter-squad competitions are always such a delicate balance, especially, you know, with... (laughs) With women sometimes. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> Lots of tears. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want you to kind of touch on um, how, like, I'm, I'm sure some of the people listening don't know that the details about, you know, like, obviously five people are playing at one time. Talk about your mindset, like, when you're watching other girls play, whether it's in golf shores when you're all playing at one time or playing at home when there's three people playing at one time. Talk about your mindset specifically on like, okay, how, like, especially if you're playing the second round, okay. And you see your team doing either really bad or really good. Yeah. What is your mindset while you're warming up? Cause you literally have to like keep an eye on your score. Yeah. You're like, okay. Oh, okay. Should I pause my warm up? Should I keep going? So I want to hear kind of about your mindset on that. Yeah, whole thing. I feel like that's tough. Cause I think definitely when I was younger, I was more, especially if we were playing second, I was yeah. more focused on what was happening in other games, but like as I've gotten older and I think this is something that Stein's done like a great job of is just like now when even in like Gulf Shores like last year it's like gnarly like the nerves you feel like before the game especially like when you're watching your teammates or like if you go down oh oh two it's it's not easy but I feel like now I'm more of like I like to get in my zone like I like to do certain things like, before we play that I feel like gets me ready to play. And normally I'm like, yeah, I'm checking the score to see, like, when we need to warm up, like, when we need to stop warming up, if they're going to do a third set, stuff like that. And it's hard. Like, I feel like we had to talk to some of the freshmen last year because it's not like they know. It's not like you just yeah. know not to focus on it because it's, it's so easy to just look at the big screen and be like, mm-hmm. shoot, we're, like, down on two courts. Like, that sucks. But... I feel like now my mindset is like, all right, this is my game. Like, that's all I can control. I'm going to focus on my game. I'm going to do as much as I can to prepare myself for my game. Mm -hmm. Because looking at the other team, it's like they're dealing with the same circumstances. So it's like everyone is dealing with the same stuff. It's like, how are you going to deal with your own game? Um, But I feel like it's, it's definitely not easy. I feel like before Gulf Shores is like obviously less stressful. And I think we've said before... And huddles, like, if we go down 0-2, it's, like, we still got three games left. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. the same as when you go up 2-0 and you still have one left. Like, the other team can easily, like, if you're not prepared, like, and if you get too complacent, the other team can come out, like, mm-hmm. fire, guns a-blazing, and you can lose 3-2 just like that, even though you're just up 2-0. So I feel like when you're – and honestly, like, in Gulf Shores is probably – the most like because I remember I think it was when we were playing Florida State like we would we were trying to we were second round and obviously like I don't know what it is two and four play first Mm -hmm. or something or maybe it was it was four and five and 
they both went three, so it's like we're warming up. We're trying to, like, it's the semis of the national championship. Like, we want to warm up. We're so fired up. Some people are nervous. Like, yeah. obviously, everyone's feeling the nerves. But then it's like we win the first set on one court, lose the first set on the other court, and then end up going to a third set. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot going on. Um, but I feel like for me personally, it's just I've learned to just look at my, like, what I'm doing and warm-ups and – I don't really like to look at the board. Yeah. Like, normally I'll have, like, someone else look at it look or at it. someone else tell us, like, hey, stop, because I feel like I just want to focus on, like, my game because at the end of the day, like, that's all, all you can do. all you can do. control, yeah. 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 It's just a, it's, it's such a fascinating concept that, you like, I you know, you forget about when you're done with college that it's not just you and your partner. Yeah. It's this <laughs> whole team aspect, and you can only control what you can control. So that – I just remember Stein, that was something Stein – uh, made so important was not looking at the board and just focusing on your game and all this stuff but it is so easy to look yeah. around at, at the other scores and it's even even just at ucla like if a team's down or you know then you're you're like cheering while you're warming yeah. up trying to get them fired up but yeah. yeah it's just interesting everyone's everyone's mindset is a little different on that For so sure. it's it's cool how do you respond to pressure because you've had a very good track record in big matches i mean in high school you won two straight soccer yeah. State championships, <laughs> which is no joke to do, especially because I mean, Florida's a big state. And then, I mean, at UCLA, you've obviously had a very good track record. But say you're going second and UCLA starts out 0-2, and you know that you have to win your match or UCLA loses. I'm curious what your response to that is. Honestly, I kind of, I mean, I don't really care when, like, we play, but I kind of prefer to go second because, okay. like, I think of it like, if I want anyone on the court, like, I want to be on the court to, yeah. like, do it for my... Like, I have put in, like, so much work, and I, I feel like I don't want to leave it to chance. Like, I want to win so bad, and I feel like at the end of the day, pressure is just a feeling. Like, I, I feel like Stein's even said this before. Like, you can't simulate that feeling a lot, like, mm-hmm. that you get before games and stuff. So when you do, like, have it... I he's like told us to like go to gratitude or like I I get to do this right now like I yeah. get to go back and serve this ball right now mm-hmm. like there can be a, like a lot worse things than yeah. going back to serve a ball for match point yeah. just in the grand scheme of life but it's like I feel like those moments are like why we play it's like those moments are so fun yeah. and it's like it's crazy because I feel like when I'm watching like when I'm watching like my brothers or like or anyone that, like, I really care about, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so crazy. Like, it's so-. And so I can't even imagine, like, my mom or something, like, watching yeah. me. But I feel like when I'm in the game, it's, like, I, like, love that. I love that I get to be able to do that and, like, have that chance because win or lose, like, obviously, if you win, it feels really, really good. And if you lose, it feels really, really bad. But I feel like winning, like, Sav knows, like, that type of pressure I feel like m- makes – like what you have when you win just so much better. It's like, yeah. that's where the tears of joy come. Yeah. Cause it's like you worked so hard and you felt like that type of pressure and you're like, Oh my gosh, like we just won. Like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Those moments, I think that they're the ones where you just feel most alive Yeah, where you can feel everything. Your heart's going a little fast. I mean, time starts to slow down a little mm-hmm. bit. And I remember, because I used to get so nervous. Yeah. And 
I remember um, there was a summer where I played so many tournaments where I just stopped getting nervous at all. I was like, oh, I really missed that. Mm-hmm. I got so burned out that I just stopped getting yeah. nervous or really caring. But then when I got nervous again the next year, I was like, oh, we're back. Like, we're back. I loved it. Back. Yeah. <laughs> and it really changes your relationship with them. Where once you start to realize that when you're nervous for something, that means you, you care. care about it a great yeah. deal. And to have that is just such a blessing. For sure. I think that change in perspective, too, is like, because I, I didn't always used to think of it like that. Like, a lot of people can think of pressure as, like, a bad thing mm-hmm. or something that makes them play worse. But I feel like when you switch that, like, mentality of, I get to, like, this feeling is so great. Like, I get to do this. Like, something I care about so much. Like, we're so lucky to be able to have something that makes us feel like that or yeah. else we would go through life and really not feel much at all. Yeah. Like, And that's, I mean, my older brother talks about it all the time because he's you know, 34, doesn't really compete. He plays a ton of golf, and so he do, like, little tournaments at his club championship, but he'll come out for the Manhattan Open every year. He'll say, this is so cool that you still yeah. get to do this and you still yeah. get to compete because he hasn't yeah. really since, you know, high school. And you miss that. It, it goes fast because there's no other yeah. thing in the world like yeah. sports. I yeah, feel like seriously. what I've realized, like, looking back, too, it's, like, I miss those moments. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of what you were talking about earlier, like, second, yeah. what were you saying? Type two like, fun. Type two yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you're in the moment, and, like, you might think it, like, sucks or, like, oh, my gosh, like, I hate this feeling. But then you, like, look back at it, and you're, like, I wish I could simulate that feeling. Like, I wish I could go back to Gulf Shores. Like, you remember yeah. my first time at Gulf Shores? When we were playing TCU, and I think I was about to honestly start crying because I was like, <laughs> like on like, cause that was my first time at yeah. Gulf Shores. Like, even though the year before had got canceled, like it just wasn't the same. And I was just like on the court with Sav, and she was like, "I feel it too," but I just start dancing, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like whenever you see me dancing, I'm probably just nervous and just like. Yeah. like Taken in the moment and stuff. That was Zana and I's whole thing. Um, my sophomore year, we were playing together, and we were. She had. Uh, she tore her MCL, I think it was. So she didn't. That's the one that doesn't require. Sur- I can't remember. She tore one of them at Pac 12s. And so she's all banged up my back. I'm wearing like a back <laughs> brace, and we were so nervous. And <laughs> I forget who it was. I think it was Jeff Alzina, maybe. It may have been Jenny. I, I don't remember who it was, but they're like. Someone was just like, because me and Zana would like kind of dance, but they were like trying to like focus, like don't dance, don't listen to the music, focus. And we kind of just started dancing. That became our thing throughout the whole tournament. It was like, yeah. if you're nervous, just start dancing because like put your energy elsewhere. Like don't think about volleyball, just have fun. Like because yeah. it is so ugh, the pressure you put on yourself when you're there, especially your first yeah. game, and you you see the board and it's, you, it's a whole it's a whole process and it just gets slightly easier as you, as you go on. But I, I remember telling you that because it's just, it worked for us. I remember like we were dancing at timeouts, like in the match (laughs) because we were just so scared, like so nervous, like don't mess this up for the team. And we were so (laughs) broken and didn't know what to do. And so pass that on. It's a great, it's a great thing to do. And just whether it's in Gulf Shores or not, like I kind of do it out here sometimes too. Like just dance it out. Why not? It helps with the nerves. It <laughs> no, does. it really does. I feel like it makes you think like, okay, well, this moment, even though you make it seem so big in your head, it's like you really can change your perspective on it. And like yeah. it is what you think it is. So remember, I don't know. I think I was talking to Cami Sanchez one time <laughs> and I was like looking at the very top of a mountain and I was like, like you see like we're like that point is like so small but like the tree is probably like so big on top of the mountain <laughs> and i like i was like that's probably like how we are in life like we're like this moment 
really isn't in the grand scheme. Like, it might seem like so much right now, but a couple months, maybe a year or two, like, looking back at it, like, it's really not going to seem as big as you make it, like, in yeah. the moment. And that's, I think about that all the time. Pretty much every off season, I go and look back and where I'll go, uh, one of the things that I do is when I journal and get to the end of the journal, I'll go print all the pictures from that timeline and then I'll tape them in. But when I'm rereading the journal, I'm like, (laughs) why did you care this much, man? That's a problem. That's so funny. That's a problem. Oh my God. But that's also, I mean, you mentioning the mountains, every time me and Delaney go to Yosemite, and we go, and you once you get to the top, and you look down. Talk about gratitude, you, yeah. 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 You're like, I mean, that's a 60 foot tree. I mean, that looks like a toy from yeah. the top, and they like all those trees make the cars look like Hot Wheels. It's crazy. And you're like, we're pretty small in the grand scheme of things, and it's it's just such a good perspective to have. And then you come back to beach volleyball, and you're like, this is just a really cool thing we get to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, like when I'm like playing like tight and like. Like, science told me, like, sometimes you just can't want to win so bad. Mm -hmm. Because when you want to win, like, so, so bad that it starts to affect, like, the way you, like, think about the game. And, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm playing my best volleyball when I'm loose and, like, having fun. I don't don't play my best volleyball when I'm, like, mad and, like, tight. And, like, I'm just, like, mad at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's just such a good, like just perspective switch in Mm -hmm. the grand scheme of life because even like sports aside I feel like there's so many things that happen in life that like you can transfer that to not even talking about like volleyball and stuff yeah for a hundred percent especially when you mentioned you know the value that you know the bible and Christ has had you read the bible and you're like all right well we live pretty good lives out here (laughs) (laughs) pretty fortunate yeah (laughs) well when is your first match do you guys know February 23rd. Okay. I think. So, yeah, I think our first trip is Hawaii. Oh, so fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. Love having a Hawaiian as a coach. (laughs) Yeah. We went for Thanksgiving this year, too, which was so fun. Oh, how was. um, I asked Jaden this as well. Did you. You didn't play in the fall tournament in Huntsville, did you? No, I did with Maggie. You did? Okay. How was that? I didn't hear really much about it. I was in Cape Town when it happened. I thought it was a really, like, cool tournament the way that. Like, I think for the first time, there was, like, a guys' duel. Um, I don't know if it was... I think it was ABCA, maybe. Yeah. Kind of how, like, Girls Beach started. Um, Yeah, basically, like, it was a really fun trip. It was me, Maggie, Abby, and Jess. We just went with Stein. And um, it was really... I mean, it was weird because we didn't have the whole team there. So that was, like, different. Um, But I think it was cool just for like pairs like we got to go play a bunch of other teams that were there the venue was like super big it was super cool um but yeah I thought I thought that was really fun yeah was it um do you think that that tournament could you see it becoming a big thing because I know fall is usually a time for college teams mm-hmm. to get reps yeah. a little bit of competition yeah but if there's any injuries or anything you're you're chilling yeah I don't really know I I kind of feel like Obviously, the duels will be, like, in May in Gulf Shores. I feel like that will always be bigger. I feel like that could be... Yeah. ...become something bigger, just because <clears throat> this year already it was, like, it was so nice, and this was the first year that they had it. Yeah. So I feel like it could turn into something that could be really cool for just pairs, because, like Sal was talking about earlier, it's it's not just you on the court. Like, yeah. you have, like, the rest of your team. It's It's not like if you 
lose, you, your whole team loses, like, your whole, like, you can lose, and your whole, your team can pick you up and stuff, but, yeah, I don't know, I feel like it could potentially get bigger. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested, because I, um, did they, did teams send their best players? Was it pretty? Um, yeah, tough? I mean, the competition was pretty good. Okay. I think, for us, we were just trying to, like, see how teams would like how we would do with people that we haven't really played with before okay so i feel like that was something cool too even though like i don't know if people sent their best like players and teams but i think it was just good for being able to get experience like like maggie obviously jess is a sophomore now but maggie has hasn't even had a season yet maggie boyd okay yeah where is she from she's from texas okay yeah um, but she hasn't even had a season yet, so it's okay. cool that she got to be able to do that in fall. That is cool. Like a risk-free way to get good competitive experience. Yeah. And to kind of see how other teams are going to be against other colleges. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm not in South Africa, maybe I'll go this year. <laughs> <laughs> next year. It's a high chance. Actually, no, you'll have a child, so yeah. maybe not. Oh so pretty, pretty low chance I'll be in South Africa. Yeah. So. <laughs> You never know when you lose three grand, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> You're the best, bro. Oh my goodness. Well, Lex, this has been awesome having oh. you on. We hit an hour 15. Nice. Probably could have gone for another hour and a half. <laughs> Probably, Easy, easily. That's, so why, that's how I always feel. Up. I know. I know. <laughs> This is the Sav and Lexi catch-up day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Made my day. But is there anything that uh, we missed that you would like to chat about? I don't think so. It was nice chatting. Always great chatting with you. Follow her throughout the season. <laughs> yeah, where can, uh, where can people follow you? Um, you can follow on like UCLA Beach Volleyball's Instagram or my Instagram. Plug your Instagram. Yeah. Come on. Now's oh. the time. Oh, my Instagram is just Lexi Dunneberg. Now's the time. Thank you, guys. Yes. Awesome. Great catch so up. Great seeing you. Good luck. Can't wait Hawaii to watch. The rest of the year. And if you're sore, lay off the trap box. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots! <laughs> Shoots! <laughs>